everyone, my name is Derek and I am a dildo smith. I'm the creator of Almavidi and I make dildos every day. I'm here to do the weekly AMA, Ask Me Anything. This is Ask a Dildo Smith, where I answer your questions about all things relating to dildos, lubes, dildo making, or anything else that might come up. So, let's see if I can get these uh, cameras to work. Yeah. All right. So, um, let's see. A quick recap of the week. Uh, I don't know if you were here last week. We did a lot of uh, questions. I did a squishy giveaway on uh, Twitter and took a bunch of questions. And uh, so we did a lot of questions last week. So you might check out that uh, stream. It's on YouTube. Um, by the way, if you want to, you can go over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. And there's a little bell thing there that it'll let you know whenever I go live. So, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like it if you did that. It, it makes me feel better. But also it tells YouTube that you like that kind of stuff. So uh, it helps the algorithm. There's an algorithm kind of thing. Um, so yeah, we did, um, questions last week, um, and I had one that really kind of deserved a, kind of a show on its own, um, and it was about Etsy and how to use Etsy, should you use Etsy, should you not use Etsy, etc. So, um, I wanted to take a... A session and kind of dive into it a little bit because I think there are some things that are great about Etsy and I think there are some things that are difficult about Etsy so uh, yeah we'll get to that in a minute um, I would be remiss if I never mentioned my website which George has very nicely thrown up into the chat www.amavidi.com that's a-m-a-v-i-d-i.com um, or technically you can also find stuff at amavidi.etsy.com. That's A-M-A-V-I-D-I.etsy.com. So as you can tell, number one, George is writing the chat tonight. So, uh, give her uh, a big round of applause. Yeah. Um, yeah, George gave herself a little cheer. So, yeah. Um, but you may have noticed that I have both a website and Etsy. And if you know anything about the history of Almaviti, you know that we started on Etsy and we have slowly been transitioning away from it. Um, the thing about Etsy, and I guess I'll start with why you should use Etsy. Um, I'm going to refresh a bit here. Uh, oh, by the way, tonight's beverage is um, Cherry Coke and Kraken Spiced Rum, um, which actually my birthday was this week and George got me a, a nice bottle of uh, Kraken Spiced Rum. It's actually really good. So, um, but as far as... Uh, there are reasons why you should use Etsy. Um, and it has to do kind of with where you are and where you're trying to get to. The first thing about Etsy is it's easy. Um, you can literally have a store up and running in less than an hour, probably 30 minutes or so. Um, you know, there isn't much out there where you can just throw a store up and have it running and available and people can buy your products. Um, so it's, it's actually really easy to put a store up. Um, it's also, and this kind of feeds into the first one, but it's also very simple in that there, it's very easy to put something up and the forms that you use to, to list products are not difficult. Um, it's, it's easy and it's simple. 
Uh, I will say that one thing that could kind of tilt it a little bit is that there is a lot of optimization that can be done within the Etsy platform and the way that you do your tags, your titles, your descriptions, those all figure into the way that you show up in search in a way that I still haven't quite figured out. And it, the, the thing is that tags, titles, and descriptions are almost an art unto themselves. And so that means that it's going to take you a long time to really get everything nailed down the way that it should be. Um, it's also fairly inexpensive. I, I'm sorry, I have a, this is actually, I'll show you. I have this uh, sitting right next to my camera so that I can look at mom as I uh, record. Um, it's also fairly inexpensive. You're going to pay about a 5% premium in order to use Etsy. They have their, their platform fees about 5% if I remember correctly. So, you know, just the fact that you're going to use Etsy, you're going to pay about 5%. And that's really not that bad. There are a lot of different ways that you could spend a lot more than 5%. And that actually might be, you know, if you were doing consignment or something like that, you would actually be paying a lot more than 5%. Uh, they, I say that it's fairly inexpensive, and that is specifically to Etsy's fee. The, the rest of the other fees, which would be your transaction fees, which are going to be about three and a half percent or so, are pretty much standard across the board. So those are pretty much a wash no matter what platform you go with. But uh, just the platform fee for Etsy is about five percent. So it's not that bad. Uh, it's actually really easy to reach a lot of people on Etsy. Etsy has a built-in customer base that is in the millions. And so it's really easy to reach people. The, it's really kind of a, a nice thing. That is something that you will never be able to, I said, I don't say never. It's something that you will be very hard pressed to try to recreate on your own. Uh, they also have an advertising program that can be useful. I haven't figured it out personally. Um, it's, it's the thing about the Etsy advertising is that you have no control. All you do is set a budget. So maybe it's $5 a day, maybe it's $20 a day, but you have no control over who those products are advertised to and you have no control over how often it happens um i can tell you that from my own experience the advertising program for certain categories it's great for other categories it's less so for adult toys i haven't figured it out yet i think in the first, when I first started with Etsy, I did, I started off at $5 a day and then figured out that it was being spent before noon. And then, so I bumped it up to $10 a day and that got me to about 5 PM. And I figured out that I had to spend somewhere between 15 and $20 a day in order to have ads presented throughout the entire day. So it kind of depends on whether or not you can figure out how to teach Etsy who your customers are. Actually, I should go back and do an experiment now. Try doing some advertising again now that I have a um, about a year's worth of data that Etsy can use. That could be that might be useful. I, I may try that. 
the other alternative is hosting your own website or to use another platform like Shopify or something like that. Those are probably a little bit more difficult than on Etsy. Um, I remember that I tried to start off with uh, Squarespace. I really liked their design and their interface was really nice and I really liked it. But for my specific product market, it was not the best fit. It was great for simple products, but once you start adding in variations like colors or if you add in firmnesses or different models, and you start giving the customer choices, it gets very complicated very quickly. So Squarespace was out. Uh, Etsy really was kind of the, the best place to start. So that's my quick rundown of why you should use Etsy. Uh, I would be happy to answer any questions if there was anything out there about uh, uh, reasons why you should or shouldn't use Etsy. Um, George will be wrangling all the questions and uh, she'll throw them to me as they come in, I hope. Um, all right. It's not popping up for me. Oh, okay. I see him now. Let's see. Oh, there is a question here. Okay. Uh, this was from Vox Glove. Why do some stores only show super close-ups on toys when searched, obscuring parts of the toys that required for adult products? Okay. Um, I was actually going to kind of get in the, into that why you shouldn't use Etsy. Um, so that'll be a good transition. But the reason why is that you can't have sexually graphic imagery on Etsy. And if you have something that is fairly realistic and you're showing a fairly realistic anatomical penis, whether it's equine, canine, or human, then Etsy can have a problem with those images. Um, so the first image that you present on Etsy and it's part of their requirements, the first image you present has to be PG-13. So if you, if you have an image and you zoom in on it and you're just showing detail, people can kind of infer as to what the actual shape is. And so you might draw them in to, to actually click on your product and learn more. But you have to have a PG-13 image as your first image and the main image that is presented to the the marketplace there is uh, there are a few other requirements your products have to be tagged as mature and basically you have to use one of your tags out of the 13 you're allowed one of them has to be the word mature and that way Etsy can differentiate and separate out your products. If a customer or one of the viewers of Etsy has blocked mature products. So it's, um, that was actually one of my reasons why I, you shouldn't use Etsy. So um we will dive into the why you shouldn't use etsy category at this point so uh, number one it's not as cheap as it could be like i said you're going to pay five percent off the top to etsy just for the privilege of using their platform and there are a lot of things that come with that but that there are ways of rolling your own website or using Shopify or something else to where you don't have to pay that 5%. Generally speaking, I expect to lose somewhere to between 10 and 15% off the top. Um, 
the reason why I say it's between 10 and 15% is that once you hit a certain threshold, then Etsy puts you into their advertising program and their, this is a mandatory offsite advertising program. And that that's a whole entity unto itself. Offsite advertising for Etsy means advertising that Etsy buys that doesn't show up on the Etsy website. So if somebody were on Google or Facebook or any place else and they see an ad for your product, those would be considered off-site ads. Once you cross a certain threshold, you are required to opt into, <laughs> it's kind of funny to say, you are required to opt into their off-site advertising program. So it is possible that I think the fee, oh, the fee on off-site advertising is, I think it's 12% if you, if us, and this is where it gets fuzzy and this is where it drives me nuts. And one of the reasons why I really don't like Etsy is that if there is a sale and they, Etsy, attribute it to one of their offsite ads, they will take an additional 12% off of that transaction. So in theory, you could lose uh, somewhere around 20% on a transaction. And that's just to the platform fee plus the 12%. So you're up to 17%, 3.5% going to the credit card processors. Uh, so you're up over 20% just on that transaction. So, you know, 20% going to the house for a, a transaction is significant. So that's when I say it, it's not as cheap as it could be. If you were to host your own website and run, say, WooCommerce, then you would be paying for the hosting and I pay $15 a month for my hosting for the website that I use. Uh, I It's WordPress with WooCommerce attached to it and so it becomes a web store. Um, and so it's, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not expensive. $15 a month really isn't that bad. So uh, compared to the 5% that you're going to be paying to Etsy. And look, you know, if you do the math, if you, if you sell $1,000 a month, then you're going to be paying Etsy, Etsy $50 just for using their platform. So you can do the math from there if your sales exceed $1,000. Um, I just realized that I don't have my other camera working. There we go. That should work now. Um, where was I? Were there any questions up to this point? Uh, there were. So, Gogo Noel says, how much does it cost to start up a business versus how long until you break even generally? Oh, that's a tough one. Your startup costs are going to be somewhere if you're making silicone toys. Oh, man, it disconnected. And my Wi-Fi dongle dropped. Yeah, it'll come back. Okay. Just put a note up that says that there. Uh, I think you can. Ah, okay, my Wi-Fi is back up. Uh, OBS should be trying to reconnect. <laughs> it says I'm reconnected. Am I? Is there anybody out there? If there's anybody out there, throw something in the chat just so I know that uh, 
the reconnection went well, went correctly. Um, wonder, no, I don't think that's, I don't think they're connected. Uh, so Vox Glove had the question, does Etsy offer, no, no, no. Who was I? Gogo Noel, how much does it cost to start a business versus how long until you break even generally? For your startup equipment, you're going to spend probably $500 to $1,000, which mm, you can probably make back once you have sold somewhere between five dollars and $10,000 worth of products. Um, that's, that's kind of a a rough estimate it, it's a really hard question to answer um it's i think that's a fairly good estimate if you have other uh, other expenses other equipment like 3d printers or uh, clay things like that especially if you're using 3d printers then it might take you a little bit longer because you're going to spend somewhere between $750 and $1,000 on a 3D printer and all the things that you need to go with that. So you're in for somewhere between $1,000 and $2,000. I think your break-even point is somewhere between $5,000 and $10,000, depending on how well you price your products. If you are underpriced compared to their value, then you're, it's going to take you longer to break even. So I think uh, it's really hard to say, you know, if I, the math gets really fuzzy, especially when you're talking about accounting for expenses like advertising and the other expenses that can go along with it technically you should be looking after all expenses and you know i'm talking about paying for your equipment paying for your overhead paying for your employees paying all the taxes paying for your employees or the, the employer portion of the employees taxes you should be looking to make about seven to ten percent on your final product. So if you sell $1,000 worth of product, you should expect to make about $100. And that's after paying all of your expenses. I know that sounds horrible, um, but if you do any research on say, I remember looking this up one time, Fortune 500 companies work on a margin, a profit margin of somewhere around five to seven percent. So if you're making seven percent, ten percent after all expenses, you're doing pretty well. You're doing better than most Fortune 500 companies. So, yeah, you've got to price everything correctly and you really have to understand the value of your product. Uh, so that was a good question. Um, I appreciate it. Um, probably a little bit more subtle than um, you may have intended, but it really kind of depends. Uh, Vox Glove had a question. Does Etsy offer some form of protection for packages lost in the mail? No. Simple answer, no. Technically, you are only responsible for proving that it was delivered. So if you have tracking on a package and the U.S. Postal Service says that it was delivered, then technically you're covered. Now, from a customer service standpoint, you're hosed because you really need to take care of the customer. And what that means is that you're going to reship the product and you're going to pay for that product. You're going to pay for the shipping, all of that. 
do they have a any kind of protection for the seller? Not really. Um, you can get if you use priority mail, then you get I think it's it's either fifty dollars or a hundred dollars of insurance just for using priority mail. And so that would probably cover the product, but you're still going to have to remake it and reship it. So you're going to take a loss on that if there's ever anything that gets lost. U.S. Postal Service will also argue with you when they can say that it was delivered and your customer says that it hasn't. You can have the U.S. Postal Service check the GPS of where it was delivered to, but if their GPS says that it was delivered to a particular location, which happens to be your customer's house, then you're out of luck. So that insurance doesn't really do you any good. Um, so yeah, they really don't protect the sellers in any way. And that's actually one of the problems with Etsy um, a little bit more broadly is that Etsy does not protect the sellers in any way. There is a, how do I want to put this? I think the best way of putting it is Etsy keeps a customer satisfaction rating for every seller. And if your customer dissatisfaction reaches a certain point, they'll give you a warning. And if it, if you don't fix it, then they'll shut you down and they can do that. And the problem is that customers can be, and not all of them. And I will say that I've done hundreds of transactions on Etsy and I have not had this problem, but I keep in touch with a lot of different shop owners on Etsy. And I have heard a lot of horror stories of customers who will give you a one star rating, hoping that you'll give them a refund or partial refund in order to give, get a higher three star, four star, five star rating. Um, the problem is that Etsy only considers the first rating, not how it has been changed. So the customer's final rating of the transaction doesn't actually factor into the transaction and the customer service or customer satisfaction rating. So, um, I mean, there's a whole rabbit hole you can dive into when it comes to protections for the seller, the, the balance between the seller and the customer in the view of Etsy's platform and it's it's messy so I am going to step away from that question and move on um, let's see I said it was not as cheap as it could be uh, you have to abide by their rules and the question earlier about why you have to zoom in or why some sellers zoom in on the product is because you have to abide by their rules like I said you have to have PG-13 images and you have to have mature as one of your tags. So that is, like I said, it's just part of being on Etsy is that you've got to play by their rules. Their advertising program is really hit or miss. Uh, I know some people who can spend a dollar on advertising and make $10. And I know some people, myself included, where I have spent, how do I put, I've spent more money than I would be willing to talk about on Etsy advertising and gotten almost zero. Ah, that's not quite accurate. I broke even, technically. The number of the dollars that I spent on advertising I got about 99% of it back in sales. Now, that doesn't actually do me any good. The bottom line is that unless I'm making more 
than what I spent on advertising, it's a complete loss for me. So um, I haven't figured out advertising on Etsy yet, but some people have and they do really well by it. So um, had some more questions. Oh, why is having your own e-commerce site not for the faint of heart? I probably made it more complicated than I had to, and that's just who I am. Uh, I use uh, DigitalOcean.com as my hosting provider, and what you get is a Unix box with Unix on it, and that's it. From there, you have to install what's called a, a, a LAMP platform, which Linux, Apache, Apache is your web server, MySQL, and PHP. And I've probably already lost 90% of you out there. Apache is your web server. That's what actually serves the HTML, the web page that you're seeing. That's what actually serves it. Uh, MySQL is the database in the background that handles the product database. PHP is what makes the website pretty and also makes it dynamic. So if you do a search for a particular term, then PHP is what's actually doing the translation between your search term, the database, and anyway. I probably made it a lot more complicated than it has to be. There are other hosting providers that do specialize in WordPress hosting and they can make it a lot easier, but it's gonna be a little bit more expensive. I'm a geek, I like Linux, I like typing on a command line, and so that's how I chose to do it. I can also host probably somewhere between 15 and 20 websites on the same server. So for $15 that I'm paying to, to DigitalOcean, I can probably have 15 to 20 different websites. And I have done websites for people, clients, and so I host them on my website. Offsetting that cost, that's a whole nother discussion unto itself. Um, so yeah, I probably made it more complicated than it has to be. And that's why I say it's not for the faint of heart, but you can do it easily if you go with, I think it's, is it blue hosting? There's one out there that specializes in WordPress hosting and, um, they can make it really easy for you. You're going to pay for the, the privilege. You're going to pay for the service of doing that. Um, follow-up question, how did you get people to start buying your product when starting from zero? That is one of the wonderful things about Etsy is that they have a customer base and they will hook you up with those customers. Uh, assuming that you do your title tags and description well enough and they can figure out who would be a good customer for you. But Etsy is wonderful for getting started. They will find you the customers and they will send them to your store on Etsy and you can start making sales. I've heard of people making sales within the same day. Now, I think it took me a week to make my first sale. Um, I've got uh, several hundred sales under my store at this point. Um, over the last um, 14 months so that's that's pretty good um, I made enough money on Etsy to where they forced me into their advertising program their off-site advertising program and uh, here's the funny thing is that the off-site advertising program uses Google, Facebook, other platforms, which will not accept mature products. So technically for a mature products store, 
being forced into the offsite ads program doesn't really matter because they're not going to show your ads anyway. So it's kind of a wash. It doesn't really matter, but it's a choice that you can't make. So uh, as for how do you start and getting your product uh, out to people when you're starting from zero, Etsy is wonderful for that. Let's see. Oh, Kate had one. Uh, I'm I'm going to pass on that question for now. I think that's something that I'm going to have to dive deeper into. Um, oh boy, that one just threw me for a loop. It's uh, George is asking questions over here because she, she doesn't see it. I think it showed up in my text messages. So, yeah. Um, how did you start yeah, getting from zero? And George has her own opinions about WordPress. Yes, George does not like WordPress. Personally, I kind of like it. I use WordPress and WooCommerce for a few different websites and it doesn't bother me in the least, but it drives George nuts. All right. Other reasons why you shouldn't use Etsy. Um, George, give me a heads up on how much time I've been at uh, at this point. You have no control over how your products are presented and who they're presented to. So you have no control over where you show up and search. Uh, I think in the when you search for silicone dildo, then it's um, I think there are about 4,000 products and you have no idea where you're going to show up in that list and you have no idea who your products are going to be presented to. Whereas if you had your own website and you were doing social media on Twitter, then you could be targeting your people, your followers. So yeah, that's, that's one of the problems. Uh, another thing is you have no control over the way that Etsy uses your images and not just in the store, but also on search engines. I had another Etsy store and I did a search for kind of the category that my products were in. And when I did a search for it and I did an image search, it showed my products and they were very specific products for a very specific game. And those words were not in my search terms. So when you searched for board game tokens, then my images showed up, but when you clicked on my image, it took you to the category. And so in essence, Etsy was using my images to advertise their category. And ultimately my images were being used to make sales for other makers. And that really drove me nuts for a while there, but then I had to go back and read the terms of service and you give them permission to use your images in any way that they see fit. And so you really have no control over it. Also, you give them permission forever. Even if you close your store, even if you get kicked off of the Etsy platform, they can continue to use your images. So. Uh, like I said, you have no control over the way your products are presented, who they're presented to, or what platform those images are put on. Uh, this gets a, the next one is a little bit obscure, but it, it actually affected me within the last six months. Um, you have no control over taxes and the way that taxes are applied. I have a wholesale client and because of the way that Etsy is structured, they only 
I'm sorry, let me rephrase. They always charge sales tax on every transaction, even if it's wholesale. Technically, wholesale transactions do not require sales tax, but Etsy's platform doesn't recognize that. And so your customer is going to be, if you do wholesale, your customer is going to be charged sales tax. And oftentimes that is enough to derail the sale. And so luckily I had my own platform and I was able to uh, let them know about that platform and they were able to choose whether they wanted to use Etsy or my website in order to have that transaction. And they ended up using my website um, again because I couldn't control the way that sales tax was applied. So, and finally with Etsy, one of the wonderful things about playing on somebody else's field is that you can be kicked off at any time for no reason, for any reason, for something that was never in your control. And you'll just try to log in one day and you won't be able to. And you have no recourse. And here's where it gets, this is the, the really frustrating part is that Etsy, has a way of connecting your your IP address to your store. Now, let's say you have a friend come over and they jump on your Wi-Fi and they have an Etsy store and they do bad things. They sell copyrighted products, etc. Etsy was going to shut down their store first. That's going to be the first step. But what they're going to do is they're also going to look at every IP address that that person has ever used. And they're going to connect your IP, IP address with their IP address history. And what that means is that you're now associated with them. And for their actions, you can be shut down. And you have no recourse. So... You think, oh, well, I'll never let anybody use my Wi-Fi. Well, what if you're at a coffee shop and you're sitting there and you're on your Etsy store and you're advertising, you're putting your products in and somebody else is on that same Wi-Fi at that coffee shop and they're doing bad things. Then your IP addresses are going to get associated. They're going to get kicked off. You're going to get kicked off. So, um, it's, it's a game that you're playing on somebody else's field and they can kick you off the field at any time they want to. So, all right. That was my entire list of shoulds and should nots for using Etsy. So, um, let me jump over to see if there were any follow-ups with, George and questions. Let's see. I'm on Etsy. I saw a new seller's listing only showing. Hmm. Okay. On Etsy. I, this is a question from somebody in the chat on Etsy. I saw a new seller listing only. Oh, I should phrase this correctly on Etsy. I saw a new seller's listing only showing the 3D render as it hadn't been made yet. Saying the first one would be made after purchase. Do you think that's a good idea for a new seller? Technically, that violates... Well, there's room there. Technically, Etsy wants you to be selling a product that you have already made or that you have made for other people. So, you know, you might produce something on demand, but you have to be able to show not just a rendering. You have to show that product actually having been created. In this case, it would be actually having cast it in silicone. And that means that 
technically this person is violating terms, terms of service. Now, ignoring that, the question was, do you think that's a good idea for a new seller? You're taking a risk. You're taking a risk of Etsy seeing it. Odds are good that the Etsy will never see it, but you could get reported and Etsy could look into it deeper and figure out, and they'll probably just take down your listing before they actually shut you down. But the, the thing is that you're starting off by breaking the terms of service. Realistically, should you, is it a good idea? It's not horrible. It's, it's not a great idea either. And the reason I say that is that you should be pouring your own toys beforehand. You should know what this product is going to look like. You should be able to show somebody what it's going to look like before they ever order it. So ultimately, I think you're setting yourself up for number one, Etsy to come down on you. And number two, you not being able to follow through on a possible sale. And that's kind of the worst scenario is that somebody buys something and you can't fulfill the order or even worse is fulfilling the order, but it doesn't look like the rendering. And that's the real problem there is that if it doesn't look like the rendering, the customer can come back, complain, and they're going to get a refund. It's going to come out of your account. You're now you're out the cost of the materials. You're out the cost of the shipping, all of that. So, all right. So, uh, I think George has been wrangling questions for me. Um, I see the last one here from Voxglove at 1950. Is that the last one that uh, we've got? Okay. Um, I'm going to see if I can actually, George, I'm going to hand you this and let you take a look at it and see if there's anything there that I can answer on the stream. All right. What's their customer? This is from Voxglove. Oh, Voxglove has had some awesome questions tonight. So... Um, thank you. I mean, these are really good questions and I really appreciate them because they really make me think a little bit more than, uh, some of my notes make me, um, what's their customer support like? I guess I mean Etsy. What's their customer support like for sellers? Um, well, you kind of heard earlier, uh, about how they tend to favor the customer more than the seller. And so it's an imbalanced system. Um, and Etsy is always going to err in the favor of the customer. And I've actually heard of scenarios where Etsy has refunded customers out of their own pocket as opposed to taking it from the seller. But um, it's very difficult also to get in touch with Etsy. Um, if you do a lot of research, you might be able to find a phone number for them, but everything else has to go through their chat and it might take two, three days to get a response. And by then your, your problems have multiplied, but, um, I remember I had a scenario where my, my store on Etsy had gotten de-indexed. It was no longer showing up in search. I hadn't been canceled. I hadn't been kicked off the platform. For some reason, my store and my products were not showing up in search. Even if you did a search very specifically for my product name, followed by the specific terms that would give you my specific products. 
So I had to contact uh, Etsy, and the only way to do that was through chat, and that took about two or three days to get fixed. Um, and that means that there were sales that I lost because of that. So their support for sellers is not great. It's not horrible, but it's not great either. Um, you probably get what you pay for. You're only paying 5% to get to the platform. You probably get about what you pay for. All right. How do you explicitly list dimensions? What sort of safety information do you put in your Etsy listings? Um, I This is very dependent upon the actual seller and how they present their products. I'll be honest, most people don't know what it means when I say that something has a circumference of four inches. They don't know what that means in terms of diameter. They don't know what that means in terms of how, how appropriate that is for their choices. So you can explicitly list them, but customers may or may not understand them. And I would actually recommend that you explicitly list those questions. All right that you explicitly list those dimensions. Um, and the most important ones are going to be circumference, length. If there is an area that is wire, bigger, thicker, girthier than others, be sure and note what how that differs from the rest of the toy. So if you're looking at a toy that has a knot on it or like if you look at my strupula, not my strupula, Saturnalia, there is a ring that goes around the middle of it and that increases the girth by about half an inch. And so I note how wide it is at that point as well as how wide it is at uh, the rest of the, the shaft. So, um, and what sort of safety information do you put in your Etsy listings? I am specifically noting that it is made of body safe, platinum cured silicone. Um, also, I think design really plays a, a big deal in this. And if you're going to note that it is appropriate for a certain kind of play, if you're talking about anal play, then you better make sure that your product is appropriate for that, that it has a flared base, that it's not going to collapse on itself and get sucked up into the body. Um, that makes for a really bad day for somebody if that happens. And it opens you up to liability and liability and liability insurance is a whole nother conversation it's not that expensive get it that's all i'm going to say there and so your your descriptions have to be appropriate to what the, the product is and how it's going to be how you intend it to be used so um technically there is no, there are no FDA regulations when it comes to novelties. And I would probably recommend that you use the word novelty in your description. There are no FDA regulations regarding novelties, but should you make any claims as to the appropriateness of your product for specific uses, specific physical requirements of your customer, maybe they're dealing with vegismus. What's the word? Vegismus? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Basically, uncontrolled muscle cramping. Cramping. Um, if you were to recommend your product for that and say it's appropriate for that, and I wish I could say the word, but uh, I've read it many times, but I've never said it out loud. Um, if you say your product is appropriate for that, 
that becomes a medical claim and now you're under the purview of the FDA. Ah. Yes. Uh, Gogo Noel has put it into the chat. And that is the correct word that I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah. Um, avoid any kind of medical claims and make sure that you note it as a toy for novelty use only. And you should be in okay shape. Uh, does Etsy have support for a hiatus? Yes, you can put your store on vacation mode. And people will still be able to see your products. They just won't be able to complete the transaction. So it's a, it's a good way if you are going on vacation or if for some reason you're not able to deal with your transactions as they come in probably brings up a secondary question, secondary topic, which is how do you, how do you determine delivery times? And that should be appropriate for both your production time, as well as times for handling the transaction, et cetera, et cetera. If it's something that's ready to sell, you should probably be able to complete that transaction in two to three days. If it's something you have to pour on demand, you should probably give yourself a week or two weeks minimum to complete that transaction for them. So, but yes, they do have a way of putting your store on vacation mode. And so you're able to uh, control to a certain extent how often and how fast your orders come in. And also if you get overwhelmed, vacation mode is perfectly appropriate and that will keep you from a situation where taking on too many orders and not being able to fulfill them a uh, little bit of a kind of a parallel to this is over the last year there have been a lot of people who popped up on Etsy selling masks and some folks took more orders than they were able to complete in the appropriate amount of time, the promised amount of time. And so that uh, that put them in a lot of hot water, got them shut down, etc. cetera. Uh, some, got, some of them got shut down. Some of them, they just turned off their store that their store never even showed up in search anymore. And that's actually one of the things about Etsy is that they can put your stuff in search as a search result whenever they want to they can turn it off there have been times where i've searched for my own products sometimes i'll be on page one sometimes i'll be on page seven and it's not that my search terms have changed it's just a different day and so etsy has decided that today you're going to show up on page seven and there's nothing you can do about that so, a lot of things in there. Um, were there any other questions, George? Throw them in the in the messenger for me, so I can come back around to them. Um, yeah, let's see. George had a note in here. We can talk about parents, teens, and toys in a whole nother episode. Yeah, I think that I'm gonna have to prepare myself for that one because. Man, that's a, uh, it's, I want to be supportive and I want to, I think that sexuality and the way that somebody is responsible for their own sexuality is something that can be learned and that the family is actually the safest place. Oh, geez. This is going to sound, I don't know how this sounds that hmm, the internet is not the best place to learn about your sexuality. That may be the safest way to put that. So, all right. I think that about wraps it up for tonight. So I'm going to say good evening. Um, is this where I, I think I'm supposed to do like some kind of promotional thing here. Um, 
You can always find our toys and such at the website www.amavidi.com, A-M-A-V-I-D-I.com, or amavidi.etsy.com. Um, yeah, you can jump over there. By the way, whatever platform you're on, if you enjoyed the episode this evening, you're welcome to hit that like button or I don't know. There's some there's usually something on there that lets the algorithm know that you actually enjoyed what we do. So, all right, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night.